Hello and welcome to your NRL Fantasy Podcast presented by Yui. My name's Chris Kennedy, joined in the studio as always by Don Brock to take you through all the uh, the ins and outs ahead of round 22 on the home stretch now. Clean to those last few precious trades. Dom, are you making any this week? Uh, I might be, yeah. Um, probably one trade. I made a uh, trade last week that may have been a mistake, which we'll get to at some point, <laughs> I'm sure. But yeah, another huge week of uh, you know NRL news in general, coaching moves, Billy Slater's retirement uh, yeah. on Wednesday as well. Uh, yeah, so hopefully uh, things go smoothly for the last few weeks in fantasy land. Yeah, I may have made that same mistake, but mm-hmm. I'm probably too stubborn to correct it, so I'm just going <laughs> to sit and dwell on it instead of uh, doing anything about it. Let's get into some teams. Um, kicks off on Thursday night with that old rivalry, the Cowboys against the Broncos. Even when uh, one of the two teams isn't going so well, like we see with the Cowboys this year, they tend to still have epic ding-dong battles, which certainly was the case earlier this year when uh, we may all remember a, a goalpost Denied mm-hmm. Scott Bolton a, a match winner. Let's see if the um, the Cowboys can get some revenge up there in Townsville. Teams-wise, um, still not a great deal doing for the Cowboys. Jason Tamalolo, finally a, a good score, exploding through poor old James Tedesco last week. And uh, and Cohen Hess peeled off a, a bit of a score as well. Yeah, Hess has had a couple of good scores, uh, 60 a couple of weeks ago, 72 uh, on the weekend uh, against the Roosters, where the Cowboys were pretty good, had a big comeback, mm. almost... Um, you know, rewarded Jonathan Thurston with a big comeback win. Uh, JT was great, got a try. Uh, Tomalolo's try was even more spectacular, as you said. <laughs> Just uh, barnstorming straight through James Tedesco. But, um, yeah, so good news for Tomalolo. Got 64, uh, which is a good score. He's been a bit quiet recently. So um, as one of his owners in fantasy, I'm quite happy that he... Uh, finally produced a big score. I feel like his base stats have been mostly pretty steady, just not getting those enormous yeah, exactly. tackle break, you know, hauls. So uh, hopefully there's a few more of those on the on the home stretch. Uh, team-wise, it's just Jensen and Fensum on the bench. And in terms of buyers and sells, nothing other than the two guys I don't think that we've just yeah, exactly. mentioned. Hess, if you want a real point of difference, but uh, Tomalolo is the main man. They take on the Broncos, who are debuting young Giamat Shivasaki in the centres. No idea if I'm saying that right. Apologies if I'm not. Um, got Darius Boyd moving back to uh, back to fullback and Jermaine Izarko back to the wing, who has gone probably better in fantasy this year than I expected, but it could possibly be time to part ways with uh, with Jermaine at this stage, just when we're loading up on the guns for the, um, the run home. Maybe at a stretch, a, a backup sort of centre wing fullback. Yeah. Um, Elsewhere in the team, I can't really see too much of appeal. Um, I think you pointed out recently Matt Lodges had a, a few decent scores in a row, but for me, not someone you'd be bringing in. Yeah, it's had three straight scores above 50. Um, but, yeah, as you said, you, you really want guys who are going to get 55 and up, ideally, uh, in the forwards these days. Um, so only if you're short on cash and you know haven't had Matt Lodge all year. Uh, Andrew McCulloch scoring re- really well. Yeah. Did well last week, as we've said. Before, heaps of hookers are in great form at the moment. You know. So many, yeah. Um, so if you need another one for some reason or have to get a pitch player <laughs> from any position, then McCulloch's won, but you know, he's pretty pricey. For sure. And uh, Pango, Tabita Pango Jr. drops into the reserves yeah. due to ongoing groin and hamstring niggles, I guess, potentially could still play, although we're not really expecting it at this point. He's probably a sell. Yeah, I am... Excited to see uh, young David Fafita into the starting mm. team, not so much from a fantasy perspective, although he could go well, but more just because he's such a, an enormous talent. Yeah, definitely. That, that Broncos pack is stacked mm. full of young guys who um, you know, could all be superstars. So 
a lot to like about Brisbane, probably not this season, but in the years to come. Absolutely. Um, early Friday game is, uh, well, it's not early where it's being played, which is uh, in New Zealand. So they host the uh, the Knights, 6 p.m. Uh, East Coast time, 8 p.m. local time. Um, still no Torhu Harris, who's had yet another setback, apparently on his other knee, I think, but he's out for a, uh, a couple more weeks. Fantasy-wise, um, Roger Tuovasa-Shek probably a, just a, a rung below those the big three keepers in the, the wing fullback position. Um, Sean Johnson was okay last week, but he's still not quite hitting the scores we're hoping for. Yeah, Johnson, I had a look this morning. He hasn't scored a 50 without a try since round five. Um, mm. which is a long time ago. He did get 71 in round 14, so that's uh, he had a run of games, I think four games in a row with tries. Uh, he got a try a couple of weeks ago for 56. Um, yep. But, yeah, so hopefully, you know, at this point, we're, we're almost relying on him getting the odd try to get a big score. It's a big chance against uh, Newcastle, who struggled a bit last week. Um, the Warriors also have a really lean home record this year, which is weird. The mm. away record's been really good, but at home they um, haven't won for a little while. So, yeah, big chance for the Warriors to um, get one over the Knights after you know beating the Dragons away last week. While we're loading up teams with 20-plus number nines, uh, mm. Isaac Luke and Jazz Tavang are both going really well at the moment. Yeah, really well. Tavang has been great. I think he's been their, their best recently in fantasy. Um, got 73 last week. Isaac Luke got 71. So... Yeah, I mean, again, like most people, I don't think I have any space to fit those guys in. But, yeah, um, yeah Tavanga especially, if you want a, a real point of difference and happy to get a, a bench guy who's scoring really well, then he's a good option. As for the uh, the Knights, they're debuting a, a promising-looking young prop named Pasami Solo. Um, probably not an option in fantasy at this point. Um, fantasy-wise, the good news is Ponga and Pierce both named. Ponga, even on one leg, is probably the best wing fullback in fantasy. Pierce um, didn't do me any favours last <laughs> week with 17, unfortunately, but um, I assume that if he does play, he'll be close to you know, full fitness or close enough that it's not going to stop him, you know, kicking and, and getting those kick metres. Yeah, so they've both been considered in a bit of doubt. I think Ponga certainly will play. Ponga's got an ankle injury. Pierce has got a thigh injury, I think. Um, so hopefully they both come through. Um, Aiden Guerra was their best last week, got 94. They keep producing Sharing back, it around, back rowers who <laughs> get monster scores, but none of them do it on a regular basis. Um, yeah, so really it's Ponga and Pierce. Daniel Levi, we hoped a few weeks ago, could have been a... A left field option at hooker, but he's had a couple of quiet games, so probably not. Potentially a, a little bit of a point of difference option in the front row with Herman SESE. Yeah. He maybe not quite the Fafita to power level, but reasonably reliable of late. Yeah, he's a little bit like Matt Lodge, probably a bit under those those real genuine uh, fantasy superstars, but um, yeah, can get you 50 points a game. For sure, and the uh, the one that I think we're all looking forward to, the second Friday night game, the Bunnies up against the Roosters. I was going back through some of their memorable clashes of the past 10 or so years and geez there's been some big ones um you know 2012 those two comeback games um the you know the 2014 i think qualifying final when south beat the roosters against their first grand final in in 43 years and plenty of others in between so let's hope this one uh lives up in any way to those uh clashes we've seen over the past five or ten years in terms of South, super impressive last week against the Storm. Damien Cook, just I'm um, running out of superlatives for what he's done this year, both in a you know NRL sense and in a, a fantasy sense. Is he's it too early to say future immortal Damien Cook? <laughs> I don't I've gone, yep, let's call it. <laughs> right here, right now. Let's start the campaign. Uh, yeah, he's been amazing. Obviously, in NRL in general, he's been amazing. Being the best player at the team, coming first. He was probably the best player for the Blues, who won Origin. 
Fantasy has been easily the best this season. Uh, has had the last two weeks have been his best scores all year. Um, yeah, so he's pretty much got to be a captain. Against the Roosters, he scored 73 early in the season, so it's not like playing against a tough team is going to slow him down necessarily. He did great against the Storm last week, who are also a title contender. So, yeah, he's also, mm. he has to be there, has to be a captain. Roosters, obviously, a great defensive team, but you would have said the Storm are pretty good through the yeah, ruck and, and through the middle. And the Roosters, you know, as good as they've been, some of those big guys like Hargreaves and, you know, Takiaho and Tedavano through the middle if they're in any way slack or lazy then Cook's the guy that's going to absolutely take advantage of it. Yeah, he's he really can pick his moments so well he gets a lot of raps for being fast, that's the main compliment mm. everyone, which obviously he is fast but if he was just quick then he'd you know he'd be a winger or something but yeah. he can also play 80 minutes, makes 45 tackles a game and so good at picking his moments and then taking mm. full advantage to run the ball when he just sliced up the storm in, that, in the second half of that game last week it was uh, amazing and pretty much, you know, cemented the win for South. So, um, yeah, it, it, every chance he dominates again. Yeah, um, you've touched on it there. It's not just the fact that he's quick; it's the judgment. It's knowing when yeah. to go. And even if you take his his running game out of it, his actual dummy half plays top shelf, like yeah. his pass selection and bringing the forwards onto the ball, all the stuff that we like to see from a number nine's really, really high caliber. Um, in terms of fantasy, Sam Burgess, uh, I think his worst score in the last five weeks is that 46 he got mm. against uh, Parramatta, I think. He's got three three or four 50s and then the 60 last week. Yeah, he's been really solid. Uh, it was a bit erratic earlier in the season, but um, really solid of late. Angus Crichton as well has been really good recently, um, pumping out mid-50s pretty regularly. He's in your team, I think. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, 56 or 58 last yep. week. Nice. Uh, Adam Reynolds is close to that 50 mark as well recently. Mm. Um, so I think yeah. he might be the most expensive half in fantasy. He could now. be. There's been no huge standout uh, mm. recently. You know, Cleary's on the way back up. But, um, yeah, Reynolds is a really reliable one, especially if Souths keep winning like they look like doing. Those of us who've been playing fantasy for a... Um for some time probably a little bit wary of Adam Reynolds and just his his injury history but he hasn't obviously missed a few games at the start of the year but since then he's been um, very reliable yeah yeah so getting really like things getting scores in the high 40s every week and then the odd 50 plus is you know if you had Sean Johnson or a few of these guys who have been more erratic you'd really you'd take that so um, yeah really solid option I think there's a question about a half by later on which we'll get to but um, yeah you can't really go wrong with him. And in terms of the uh, the Roosters, um, team changes, uh, nothing to speak of there. Fantasy-wise, uh, Tedesco, I think, is pretty much must-have. Latrell Mitchell is getting pretty close to must-have in the, uh, the centre position where it's been so hard to find reliable options. Um, not really much else, I don't think, in the, uh, the team fantasy-wise. Yeah, Mitchell's been scoring lots of tries recently which has led to big scores. But, you know, on his current form, there's no saying that he won't keep scoring tries yeah. every week. He's just been uh, amazing on the edge. Uh, Ryan Madison, who uh, came back a few weeks ago, is playing 5-8 at the moment uh, for Luke Keary. Only got 30-odd last week, so he's probably a no-go, as we said. Yeah, definitely. Week. I think Latrell's up against uh, Gagai. I think so, Gagai's yeah. In the right Should be a cracker. Such, yeah, huge battle out there. Um, let's head on to Saturday, where the Titans host the Panthers. Um Plenty of uh, players or, or coaches in both teams who know a bit about the uh, the other. Mm. Um, Garth Brennan up against his old club, Tyrone Peachy up against his future club, um, Bryce Cartwright not playing. But yeah, there's a few guys going round back and forth between these two of late. Um, Titans, shall we get it out of the way early? <coughs> Dry arrows, all right. 
Is he buying this week? Why would you sell him? You wouldn't. Why, why would, you? would you sell him? You wouldn't. Is it worth defending what we said last week or just move on? Not, I don't know. Should we? I don't know. He scored 25 twice in a row and he looked injured. I'd... He did look injured and then he didn't look injured last yeah. week. Played 70-something minutes last week. Yeah. Looked fine. Almost scored a try as well. Thank God he didn't. But um, anyways, he's a good player again. Uh, Ryan mm. James, about the same price, but um, it's going the other way. His tries have dried up. He had that try-scoring spree in the middle of the season. Uh, I know you've always been a bit sceptical of him in fantasy and probably for good reason. He's averaging the 40s in the last month or so. Um, a few people have asked about him being a sell now. What do you reckon? Mm. I'm just wary about bad-mouthing Ryan James publicly because it always gets sent to him and then next time I see him, he's like, oh, you again. <laughs> yes, and, you know, our arrow tip last week didn't really help. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, James in theory is a really good play. He plays big minutes in the middle. Uh, he can break tackles, he can score tries, he gets through a lot of defence as well. He's cut out all the, or most of the errors and penalties that he used to um, give yeah. up. Uh, but yeah, he really needs one or two big attacking plays to get the big scores, where as if Jai Arrow plays big minutes like he did last week at last, um, he gets through so much defence that his fantasy score is pretty good. Yeah. Um, worth mentioning young AJ Brimson at all, because he's uh, really sort of hit his straps of late. Yeah, so he's in your... 21. Yeah, he's not in my 17 unless I have injuries. But sure. um, yeah, he's made what, over 200 now. Yeah, a bit of a surprise packet. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty much outplayed, as I think we've mentioned, um, Ash Taylor just about in the last yeah. uh, few weeks. I was thinking um, there's a lot of talk about post-origin post slumps for, you know, guys from the Dragons or the Panthers when they had a lot of origin players. Is it worth talking about post-origin slumps for guys who didn't get picked for origin, like Ash Taylor and <laughs> Ryan James, who were considered really close, and then they didn't make it, and they've been a bit subpar, Ash Taylor especially, in the last month yeah. or so since then. Could just be a coincidence, who knows. Um, yeah, Brimson, what, is he a buy? Is he a backup? Well, I, I don't... He's certainly not a, a must-buy by any stretch. He's, he's made most of his cash. I was looking at it, and there's a few questions we'll get to later, people worried about Moses Mbai. Mm. Um AJ Brimson, slightly cheaper, covers both of the same positions yep. and in better scoring form. Would it be ridiculous if you're worried about Embai and his lack of attacking output at his new club, West Tigers, to uh, to scrape up the, you know, you make about 80K and you get a guy in better form. Yeah, if you, if you could it. put that money to good use with another trade, upgrading someone else. Elsewhere it could be, yeah, smart move. Yeah, one to uh, ruminate on. Mm. The Panthers, um, they love getting behind by a long stretch and then somehow getting out of jail. Mm. Done it, what, six times now this year yeah. behind my double figures then come home for the win. Um, Tyrone Peachy, a, a big score at fullback, still um, one or two errors that are, you know, the sort of things that you would expect if you put a, a utility at fullback. But otherwise, I think he's been really good with his, his running game and his positional play has actually been quite good. Um, Nathan Cleary was pretty slow most of last week and then sort of um, scratched yeah. together a few points at the end to, to salvage a half-decent score. Um, kick out a little bit quiet, maybe not quite a keeper for the run home. Um, elsewhere in the team, I don't know anyone else worth talking about? I don't think so. I think Cleary's probably the standout. Uh, got away with 46 last week, which is still pretty good. We were talking up Adam Reynolds a few minutes ago when he's been getting 48, 49 yep. each week. So... Um, yeah, 46 is fine, and Cleary got a few good scores before that, so he's still a keeper. Uh, yeah, Peachy's been really good at fullback. Do we 
think he stays at fullback for the run home. If you've seen the news, there was a little coach change at <laughs> Penrith. Cameron Seraldo's now in charge. I heard so, something about that. Yeah, so there's every chance. He's named to pretty much the same team mm. uh, that Anthony Griffin was running with, but um, you know there could be late changes before game day so or in the next yeah. few weeks. Well, um, yeah, the only team change I think is uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard promoted back into the starting yeah. side. It was his injury comeback from that broken jaw last week, so I think that would have happened yeah. this week regardless of the coaching change. I was, like you, I sort of thought Serraldo might come in and you know do away with one or two things. We could have been doing, for example, the um, the left field peachy at fullback experiment, but he's stuck with that for this week uh, as far as we know. The um, the only real other candidate they've got is Stellan Watanis Lesniak, who you know they were winning games with him at fullback um, through the middle of the season after Dylan Edwards got injured, and they could easily put him at the back and you know say Blake or, or Farah on the wing and Peachy back in the centres, which looks a bit more solid. But I guess if it's if it's working, why change it? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think there'll be a lot of focus on how they start games uh, under yeah. the new coach in the next few weeks. Um, they have had a lot of comeback wins, but I don't think they've been that happy about having to have a late charge each week. Yeah. Um, it's been mentioned as part of um, the reason they made a change of coach. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how this game uh, mm. plays out. Well, one of the narratives is that they, they fall behind while they're sticking to Griffin's game plan, yeah. and then when they throw the game plan out the window, they start scoring points. So that's one of the reasons that Hook got the hook. Yes. Um, so, yeah, maybe they might start a little bit more adventurously now that that change has been made. In terms of Peachy, do we think... I mean, that 68 had two tries in it. That's not going to happen every week. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'd wait and see how he goes this week. I mean, if money's really tight and you really want him, then I guess go for it. But with a new coach and everything else, I'd, I'd wait and see. For sure. Um, 5.30pm out there at Lotto Land or uh, McGrath Foundation Stadium it is this week for, for Women in League Round. Um, Manly host the Bulldogs. Manly um, actually got the uh, the points down there at Shark Park last week. A dramatic high-scoring golden point win off the back of a Daly Cherubins field goal. A whole bunch of their guys just scored exactly 60 for some reason. DCE, mm. Travojevic and Tapao, I think. And uh, Tommy Turbo was up there with a, a solid score as well. Yeah, I feel like this year... The- as much as there's teams that have been really disappointing, I don't think there's any really bad teams in the comp. At least every team has a few good players. Uh, the yeah. Bulldogs, who Manly's playing this week, have got a few wins recently. Manly's got a lot of stars that we've been mentioned every week in fantasy, who all did well, as you said. Um, got a good win last week. Every chance they double that up. Um, yeah, Tapao, Jake, well, both Trebojevic brothers, uh, pretty much guns as well in their position. David Cherry Evans is going really well. Manasi Fanu is going to play again this week, as far as we know, uh, after another decent score. Mm. Well, yeah, on Fanu, I haven't heard anything concrete, but he um, was scheduled for his court date um, yesterday as we record this, and I mm. think it sounds like it's just one of those ones where it's come back later in the year for a, another hearing. So I think he's going to be safe in that um, top 17 through the rest of the season, so it's probably a sigh of relief for all the fantasy coaches that have snapped him up, because he is not just a, a cash cow, but an actual genuine top 17 option. Yep, definitely. So, um, yeah, he seems uh, safe, as you said. So, yeah, all those guys that we mentioned most weeks are still uh, rock-solid top 17 players. They take on the Bulldogs, who get Dave Clemmer back from suspension. Actually had probably their best performance of the year last week without Clemmer, but they're boosted by the uh, the Origin prop this week. 
Um, Will Hapawadi hasn't hit any great heights since that amazing game uh, a few mm. weeks ago where he had the 10 busts and 10 offloads. Um, Lachlan Lewis is doing pretty good things in the halves, making some good cash. Kerrit Holland's been surprisingly good in fantasy since he got back into the uh, the starting side. And uh, Reese Martin, everyone's favourite cash cow slash keeper this yeah, it's year. It's all about Reese Martin, isn't it? Um, the, he'll be the fantasy uh, rookie of the year, I think, this year. Um, but yeah, other, other than that, I wouldn't really trade anyone in who isn't already in your team from the Yeah, Bulldogs. for sure. I mean, Reese Martin, obviously, ideally, you would have got on early, but he's pretty much, I'm not going to say must-have because there's a lot of good forwards, but he's one of the top He's few. one of the genuine guns, yeah. Mm. He's not as cheap as he used to be. He's made, what, half a million or something yeah. in price rises, which is massive, but um, yeah, he's scoring so well, you yeah, just about need to have him. Absolutely. In the, uh, the last Saturday game, the Eels take on the Dragons. Um, he also given the Dragons a few headaches um, in recent times. I know they're at opposite ends of the ladder this year, but Eels so close to getting the points last time they played, um, which was only a few weeks ago. Dragons stole it right at the death. Um, Eels smacked them down there in Wollongong at the start of mm. last season as well. Dragons, they won one of their last five or something. They're, they're right off the ball at the moment post-Origin, which is always a worry for them. Um, Parramatta, plenty of team changes as well. Mm. They, they're starting this game fairly similarly to how they finished last week after Bevan French got subbed off. He's out of the team. Uh, Corey Norman at fullback. Um, Gutho goes to centre. Jared Hayne out to the wing. And rookie Jamin Salmon starts at 5'8", which I'm really keen to see what he can produce. Yeah, you know a fair bit about this. Uh, Salmon wrote a story about him last year, I think. Yes, yeah, start of this year it was. I um, was out there for an open media day and had a chat. And I um, wasn't actually going in there with any preconceived... Um, angle I, I didn't even realize that he was coming off an injury but I was asking him how his preseason was going and he said haven't actually done any contact I'm still managing my way back from a, a broken neck and I was like well broken neck hang on and mm. yeah it turns out he'd um, gone in in a, a tackle in a schoolboys carnival last year when he was still at Cronulla and um, yeah broke fractured a, I think one of the top vertebrae and then Went to the hospital and turns out, um, well, it didn't turn out. They they thought it was just muscular and back and played again the next day and was at a major risk of doing serious spinal damage before it got worse and the headaches went back to the hospital, got the scan and turns out it was cracked. So he was off football for eight or nine months, um, came back, I think, via the, possibly the 20s, um, round five, around six this year, and then he's been plugging away for Wenty in the, uh, the interest. Got his debut last week, didn't get enough minutes to really, you know, make much of an impression. I think you got 10 or 15 at the end there, but um, yeah, gets a chance to start this week and looks a prospect. Yeah, good news story. And um, could, uh, yeah, be pushing for a long-term spot in the halves with Mitch Moses, see how he goes. Um, yeah, fantasy-wise, I mean, Nathan Brown's doing a lot. He played yeah. 80 minutes last week, I think, got through a lot of work. Yeah. Um, they've got a really tough run home, as we've mm. mentioned. Uh, they're most people's tips to finish with a wooden spoon. Unfortunately, they've got Dragons this week. Then the Storm, Cowboys away in Jonathan Thurston's last home game up there in Townsville and the Roosters in round 25. So tough run home. Yeah. Uh, not great news for, you know, backline players for fantasy or for Parramatta's chances of getting a few wins. Mm -hmm. I think to, to avoid the spoon, which most of us are not tipping them to do, they'd have to spoil the Thurston party and win one of their other games. And this looks probably the most winnable yeah. one of those because the Dragons are out of form and the Eels get a home ground advantage. So, um, yeah, be a, a tough ask for them. You mentioned that backline players are going to have a, um, a tough ask as well. Jared Hayne, he's been in great form. He's put some uh, some really good scores together over the last month. He has, yeah. So back to the wing this week, which, I don't know, if he gets tried, then that's, yeah, that'll be good for his scores. But otherwise, probably a bit trickier. But... Um, 
yeah, the, the run home's a bit of a concern for any outside backs, even Jared Hayne, although, you know, at his best, he mm. can defy whatever team he's playing against. But, um, yeah, hopefully that form keeps keeps up. What do you yeah, reckon? fingers crossed for uh, for his owners. They take on the Dragons. Um, Ewan Aitken, I don't think, has scored a try since I bought him, so apologies <laughs> to everyone who already had him. Um, Cameron McInnes is in really good form at the moment, and, and Ben Hunt, I think, is the second most expensive half in fantasy now. Yeah, I think he might be the most in-form half at the moment, Ben Hunt. Mm. Um, he got that 93 a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, good news for him and Aitken is that while you know, Parramatta's draw is uh, really tough in the run home, the Dragons have probably the easiest. They've got uh, Eels, Tigers, Dogs, Knights for bottom eight teams. Um, so they could really, I mean, they really should start turning their form around mm. quickly. They could rack up some big wins. Um, Aitken surely has to get a try or two in those games <laughs> in the run home. Um, the flip side there is if they're winning easy, then Cameron Guinness doesn't make as many tackles as he usually does. But, um, but yeah, he's been doing a bit in attack as well. So I think McGuinness is averaging 60-something in the last month or so. Yeah, so. his five-round average is over 60 for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so he's been great. Not a lot of people have him because, as we've mentioned, Smith, Cook, half a dozen other hookers are scoring well. But, uh, yeah, he's probably the next best behind Smith and uh, Cook at the moment. For sure. Before we head into the Sunday games, a quick reminder that NRL Fantasy is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over $1 million with Yui Rewards on offers like $30 off Ticketek vouchers. Visit yui.com.au slash rewards for more details. The, uh, the 2 p.m. Sunday game is the Raiders up against West Tigers, and my word, anything could happen. Absolutely <laughs> anything could happen. I don't know what it's going to be, but I look forward to watching it down there in uh, the nation's capital. Um, Canberra, how are they going to bounce back from uh, from last week? Who knows? Let's find out. Um, Leipana, Leilua and Rapana, they've... They're both great. <laughs> the gang's back together. They're, they're twins all of a sudden in fantasy. As you mentioned uh, earlier in the week, they've got the same score, 68 Yep. They got the same price. Uh, Leilua got a hat-trick, I think. Rapana got a long-range try and was generally great. Mm. So, two assists, I think, for two of Leilua's tries. They're yeah. certainly combining well. Yeah, so they're both, I guess, back to buyers. Mm. Who knows? But as you say, the Raiders could throw up anything on any given week. Tigers are a pretty good defensive team, although they do make a lot of missed tackles, weirdly. Yeah, um, which could play into the hands of a tackle buster like Rapana. Exactly. Um, and that's about it. Fantasy-wise, isn't it? Nick Kotrick um, hasn't really paid yeah, off as a fullback. I think they, um, I don't, I think they just need to work out how to use him better or how to get him some more mm. clean ball. But um, yeah, he's going to be a, a fantasy superstar of the future if he if he stays at fullback. We haven't quite seen those big scores just yet in his career. Um, Tigers, they're a little bit, um, you know, sort of. I guess unpredictable in terms of how they're going to play. They sort of knock over the the top teams and then lose to the bottom teams. Um, not too much in the way of team changes. Malachi Watenis Lesniak comes in for Corey Thompson, who he's probably should have been a sell a while ago, but his season is over with an ankle injury now. A um, little bit of a reshuffle in the forwards. Not much uh, fantasy relevant though. Um, Mahe Fenua edging towards a comeback in the reserves list. Yeah, uh, Luke Brooks is their form fantasy player at the moment. Mm. Had a few big scores, but probably not in that elite group of halves. Um, Robbie Farrow's still hitting 50s. I think he got, he got right on 50 last yep. week, including a try. A try, yeah. Um, so hopefully for his owners, he keeps that up. Um, bit of a worry that he would have got, what, 40 without a try, but you know, yeah. he's capable of um, getting through a big 80-minute performance. A little bit of... Point. Concern over Moses Embi we touched on earlier as well. I think 28 and then 17. Yeah, so as we mentioned when he switched clubs, um, 
mid-season, there was a chance for his, well, scores to go either way. But um, the fact he lost the goal kicking and also, um, almost more importantly, the general play kicking. So he was doing a lot of kicking as yeah. one of the Bulldogs, you know, real playmakers. Whereas at the Tigers, they've got uh, Brooks, so they've got Benji Marshall. They don't really need a third kicker, so mm. his kicks have just dried up. So that's a lot of base stats gone week to week, and he hasn't done heaps in attack uh, to kind of offset that. So, you know, again, he's capable of... He's, he got a, did he get 100 earlier this season or something yep. like that? Yeah, yeah, so he's capable of a huge tackle-busting game. But, uh, yeah, his general week-to-week base stats are way down, so could be one to upgrade this week. SA Masters in the centres is the other fantasy talking point there. He's um, you know, one of the top centres this year. Yeah, awesome. Love him. Cool, moving on. Storm uh, <laughs> take on the Sharks. Speaking of uh, rivalries as we were earlier with Roosters and Souths, this one should be a cracker as well. Um, the Sunday 4pm game down there in Melbourne. Um, sounds like by the time you are listening to this, Billy Slater will have announced his retirement. We're expecting that to happen today. Um so big finish to the season likely for him in terms of fantasy Cameron Smith uh, a little bit quiet by his standards last week just that was at 51 I think um, had a bit of a concern with a toe ligament injury mm. or something like that but it sounds like he's back training and, and not in any doubt yeah there was a bit of a scare uh, for a while there during that game that he could be out for a few weeks which would you know rattle a few fantasy teams if they're you know for people who are out of trades but um, looks like he should be fine to play uh, yeah, scoring the 50s these days, which is obviously good, but it's not as good as Daniel Cooks. So um, I would stick with Cook as captain this week. And, yeah, that's pretty much it for the Storm. Hopefully they do well. Hopefully for them they um, are able to see off Slater with another you know, run towards the grand final. So they'll be pumped in the last couple of months of the season. Worth mentioning that Cameron Smith's one really bad score this year came against Cronulla mm. earlier in the yeah, season. True. I think the... The referees' interpretations around penalties and so on have evolved a bit since then, so it won't be quite such a, um, a stop-start sort of penalty-strewn game as we saw on that occasion. But it's still um, Sharks are a bit of a spoiling team. It's not they're not the sort of team that other sides tend to score too well against usually. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it can go either way. If it's a really low-scoring grind without a lot of penalties, then someone who makes a lot of tackles in the middle gets through a lot of work, like Smith. Uh, could score well, but yeah, on that occasion he definitely didn't got scored in the 30s or 20s or something and yeah, got 20s. binned, so hopefully he uh, <laughs> doesn't do that again. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sharks. Um, Sharks lost at home to, to Manly last week, which I don't think they would have been expecting. They'll be desperate to bounce back. Um, Andrew Fafita, a low score. He got a, um, a head knock very early in his second spell, which really hurt his chances of... He, he gets a lot of his points late um, as the mm. game sort of opens up late. He gets those tackle breaks and offloads, which he didn't get last week. Only got 33. Um, Valentine Holmes has been... I think if you take out his slow start to the year from the time mm. he sort of bottomed out and hit his form, he's top two wing fullbacks this year. Yeah, so he only got 35 last week, um, but before that had this sensational run. Uh, scoring a lot of tries, I think he got a try last week as well. Yeah, early um, on, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if many people have him because of that start to the season, but uh, yeah, he has been great in the second half of the year. Fafita, I think, was on track for another big score as well if he played his regular kind of yeah. 50 or 60 minutes, so I wouldn't be too spooked by that, assuming he does play on Sunday. Uh, it was concussion, so there's a chance he could be laid out, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's seven days. They played Sunday yeah, last true. week, Sunday this week, so he won't have an issue with the um, the turnaround. But uh, if he gets through his protocols, it'll be fine. But uh, as you say, whenever someone's failed an HIA, there's always the chance that they're going to miss time. We saw, you know, Ryan Madison earlier in the year after yep. six or eight after a head knock. But 
Um, Fafita's not someone I think we've really seen have too many head knocks or concussion issues. So fingers crossed he's all right. Yep. Um, let's get into some questions, shall we? Why not? Um, pull these ones out. We'll start off with Mr. Not-So-Fantastic. Um, he's worried about Moses Embi looking at Tommy Turbo or Latrell Mitchell and also asks, is Holland a hold in the centres or upgrade alongside Masters? Well, starting along, starting with Embi, I think either of those guys is a good in. Yeah, they're both good. I think maybe Latrell Mitchell's dual position uh, status available in the centres as well probably gives him a slight edge if you think he can keep scoring the tries that he's scoring right now. Uh, Turbo's also very good, but a bit more up and down at the moment. Yep. And um, is Holland an upgrade in the centres? Well, he's probably exceeding all expectations. He's in good form right now, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have thought he's a keeper. Um, yeah, if you've got money to burn, you could get you know, Mitchell in the centres for Holland and Turbo at the back for Embi. Um, but I wouldn't say an urgent sell at this point. Mm, I I think if I had Holland, I'd probably be holding him at least this week and just see how it pans out. He's yep. been going pretty well. Um, Spolico asks Tyron Peachy a good centre option after being named at fullback again. Well, he, I think, was it two games at fullback now for 35 and 68? And the 68 had a couple of tries in it, so... Yeah, the, those tries um, blew out his score a little bit. Um, and, yeah, and with the new coach in charge, who knows where Peachy's playing, even this week, let yeah. alone next week and the week after. So I'd, I'd give another week and see how they're shaping up. Yeah, I wouldn't be buying him this week either. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Ashcroft asks, worth, worth burning two of my last three trades to bring in Tommy Turbo for Moses Mbai, whose scores look to have dried up without the goals. Alternatively, can use one trade and go to Kotrick instead. Mm. Probably not worth trading to Kotrick and using two of three trades for one upgrade. Bit risky. What do you yeah. reckon? Well, I mean, there is the there is the Brimson option, which I guess is... yeah. I mean, it's it's risky as well because he's a, a rookie who relies a lot on sort of running stats um, and, and a bit on tries, which he's got a few of as well. Two or three trades is a lot. I mean, by to, to Turbo sounds ideal, but two or three trades is a, a yeah, price it, to pay. If, he's got, if you've got depth elsewhere and you can afford an injury or two in the last few rounds, then maybe do it. But, um, yeah, it's not a massive upgrade. If you're upgrading to a Tedesco or a Ponga or whatever, then I'd say go for it. Mm. But, you know, there's every chance Mbai outscores... Tommy Turbo this week anyway and you'll be kicking yourself so I don't know Let maybe try the Brimson option let's yeah, go left maybe. field left field um, does conserve a trade uh, Vu asks is Farnu playing this week seeing that he went to court well yeah as we touched on earlier it sounds like he's fine for the rest of the yeah year. they're named in there's no news about him missing out so let's assume he's playing Cool. We've got a triple bunger here from our old friend, the Mount Smart Joker, who um, has been missing the deadline once or twice in recent weeks, <laughs> but got in nice and early this week. Good to have you back, Mr. Joker. Um, with so many teams looking very similar, the difference will come down to point of difference players. What's the maximum number of pods to have in a team of 17, 2, 3, 4, etc.? <sighs> yeah. I, well, I wouldn't worry about it. I, I've never really worried about yeah. it. You just I want think the it, best players, don't exactly. you? Exactly. I think it just happens. So, you know, you might end up with two or three, you know, hookers on your bench and that's going to be different to most teams or you're going to be missing one or two guns and have different guns. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really stress. If you, I mean, if you are coming in the top five or ten players in the whole comp and you can see what the leader has, then get one or two different players from him, obviously. But yeah. just in terms of winning your league or finishing as high as possible, I'd, I'd kind of ignore pods as a concept unless you're really stuck on two players who have the same you know, mm. average and everything else. 
Um, yeah. If you, I, I just think if you get the best players, it'll just happen that your yeah. team will be different from other teams. I guess there's a few guys out there, like Lachlan Fitzgibbon's probably an example. He's yeah. in very few teams, but capable of a monster score on their day. So if you've got them on the right week, then it's an advantage. But I wouldn't be going out of the way just yeah. to get them purely because they have low ownership. The flip side, yeah, to that is if you if you pick a guy who might, who's probably going to be worse than the obvious gun because they're a pod, then chances are you're going to have fewer points than... Yeah. People who just keep it simple. So I, I try to ignore it and just you know get as many guns as you can. Uh, Mr. Joker also asks, Cam Smith to Cameron McInnes for a point of difference trade. Is that crazy? Hashtag, there's a new number one fantasy. Hashtag, he's got to be joking. It's a little bit crazy. It is a little bit crazy. He has been outscoring Smith in the, re- the last few weeks by a little bit. He's been really good. Uh, I mean, you know, it might work. It's a very sideways trade. It best. does seem at best sideways. <laughs> Again, there's every chance Cameron Smith gets an 80 this week and you'll be feeling fairly foolish like we did after we traded out Jai Arrow. The final instalment of this trilogy is final reserve Arrow or Farnu. Toss a coin, really. It's Farnu's... What's his worst score? About 50 since that? He gets a lot of 50s, yeah. I'd probably go Arrow if we can assume he's going to play 70 minutes again, but, um, yeah. What well, do you think? The, the, Farnu, pod, so the pod we'll... option is finer, so <laughs> yeah. maybe go him. There you go. Um... Fergus Fulder asks, is Ryan James a sell? I think he probably is. Yeah, if you're stacked elsewhere in your team and can afford to upgrade to, you know, if you haven't got a Fafita or a Tapao, one of these guys, then, yeah, probably upgrade. Who have they got this week? Penrith? Could be one of those sort of... Could yeah, be a game where you can try. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Um, probably an upgrade, but not an urgent one in my view. Yep. James F. Uh, upgrade Ryan James to Crichton, McInnes or Nathan Brown. Have the other guns and trades not an issue? Don't know how many people can say trades aren't an issue at this time of year, so well done on that. <laughs> yeah, kudos. Um, probably McInnes on recent form is the best of them. Nathan Brown's doing really well as well. Um, both those guys got 60 and up last week. Uh, Crichton went pretty close to that, so you can't go wrong with either. I'd, any of them, I'd go McInnes probably out of those three. Mm. Um, unless you need coverage for front or second row. Well, yeah, it depends on team balance as well, whether you want a second row or a hooker. I'd I think I'd probably go Crichton out of those three. McInnes is only sub-50 score in the last six weeks, I think it was against Parramatta, who they've got yeah. this week. So, like you said, if there's a lot of points happening... That's McInnes true. And the Dragons run home. They, he, they might not have as much defending to do. So, mm. okay, take it back. I'll go Crichton. Um, Peter asks, looking to replace uh, Lachlan Lewis in the halves, have DCE looking at Reynolds, Hunt or Johnson? Am I crazy to look at Hunt? Also, Ryan James and McInnes on the bench. Um... Second trade, yes, I like it. First trade, I don't know. Is Lachlan Lewis an urgent sell? Uh, he's not an urgent sell, but I don't know if he's as likely as those other guys to get 50 points a week. I actually, for the first time this year, I like the Hunt trade. Um, mm. He's in really good form recently. Got a couple of tries a couple of weeks ago and got 90-odd, but um, obviously that was a good game even without the tries. And with their run home, they should rack up four wins. They should be four high-scoring yeah. wins. They've been really good in attack this year. I'd go Ben Hunt. That one. Just because I'm being contrary today, I'll go Johnson. That's good. Uh, bad boy Bubby, last but not least, captain Damien Cook last week, but thinking this week might be Cam Smith's week, considering how average the shark, Sharks looked last week against Manly. Uh, the fact he's had a quiet fortnight and how strong the Roosters' defence is might impede Damien Cook. Well, we did touch on this. I still think Cook. I still think Cook. Um, the Roosters are better now than they were early in the season, but Cook did score 73 points against them early in the season when Souths beat. The Roosters, I think, 26-14. Uh, you know, as I said, the Roosters are better, but, you know, 
Cook starred in that game, he could star in this game. I think he's just tempting fate to pick anyone other than Cook right now as captain. Mm. As we touched on earlier, Cam Smith, I think his worst score this year was against the Sharks. Probably won't get sin-binned again, but um, yeah, there's no... I can't see anything to do with either form line, whether it's recent form or form against opposition, that would suggest Smith is better option as captain than Cook this week. Might, yeah. He might outscore him 70 to 60 or something, but I'd, I'll be going Cook the safe money because the, the, the worst result um, if you captain Cook is probably... 10 or 15 points. The worst result the other way is probably 40 or 50 yeah, points. Exactly. So, um, Cook Cap- for me. Captain Cook it is. Final thoughts? Uh, Have we done our trades this week? I, I think I'm um, bringing Jaira back in. <laughs> nice. Power between my legs after last week's uh, podcast and trade, but um, I've got a few trades to spare, so that will finalise my 17. Mm, I'm sitting on four trades. I've got, obviously, head-to-head finals, plus, you know, just want to get as many points as possible. 17's pretty good. Bit of a concern mm. over Mitch Pierce. I could use two trades, cash out Brimson and Lewis, and get um, Jake Travojevic into the 17, which leaves one of either Nathan Cleary or Mitchell Pierce as 18th man, so that's a strong 17. Um, that but, sounds pretty solid. Yeah, it's it just going to give you a headache picking which one of those two guys to leave out every week. Well, that's the other problem. Plus, um, I think Brimson and Lewis both still making cash, so it doesn't give me as big of a bank to work with for potential injury mm. cover and upgrades in future weeks. But, yeah, I'll ruminate on that one for the rest of the If you're 17 it. settled, then don't worry about cash. Yeah, fair point. Yep. Alrighty, thanks for joining us. Um, we'll, uh, we've obviously got the, the preview show going up on, on Wednesday afternoon. We've got the Lone Scout Q&A later in the week or the, uh, the late mail on um, The Zach Bailey, Jamie Soward podcast is tomorrow. Let's go. Yep. Steve Renoff and Joel Gould. I always forget which way around that goes. Steve Renoff, Joel Gould up on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, know your NRL, prove it. Enter the Yui Fan of the Week competition and you could win Yui Rewards partner vouchers each round. Go to yui.com.au slash NRL fans to see how. Thanks for joining us.